0: And welcome to Industry Minds, the podcast which discusses the importance of talking about mental health within the creative arts. Scarlett and I are delighted to bring you this very special bonus series to encourage well-being and calmness and to continue chatting and helping as much as we can throughout these difficult times. We have a brilliant lineup for you, from well-being to meditation to advice from various leading figures in our industry. We'd like to remind our listeners that our free counselling services are still available and you can reach out to us at any time via the email in the podcast description. Today's episode is with actor Joe Frost. We'll give Joe's social media handles at the end of this episode and also put them in the description. Now, on to the episode.
1: So, Scarlett and Cathy, the uh, brilliant souls behind Industry Minds, have um, clearly let lockdown get to them a bit and cloud their judgement, uh, and saw it wise to ask me to have a little chat for this bonus series. I know they wanted me to chat from the point of view of an actor, and my experiences during COVID-19 and lockdown. Um, so, a bit about me, I'm Joe Maxwell Frost. Uh, I'm an actor, northerner, and occasional human being, so hopefully something in common with a few people listening. Before we hit COVID-19 and this whole pandemic, I was part of the company of the Donmar West End transfer of City of Angels. We were into our third and final week of previews at the Garrick and uh, a couple of days away from our press night and official opening when the whole West End called curtain on all shows. So uh, yeah, on behalf of all our company we were pretty gutted. Uh, For anyone lucky enough to catch one of our preview performances, uh, you'll know the show was uh, proper good. We had a brilliant creative team, uh, Josie Rourke, Stephen May, Gareth Valentine, Rob Jones, Nina Dunn, Mark Aspinall. uh, Great cast and the whole team had obviously been fine-tuning the show during previews with the creative team in from first thing in the morning to last thing at night. And we'd been obviously working on the show for about three months, Um, so we were pretty ready to open and get to the easy bit where we just go in and do the show and enjoy it. So the day that everything kicked off and got cancelled, we were actually in rehearsing all afternoon, fine-tuning bits and uh, re-teching a few scenes. We actually A few of us actually had our first proper understudy call that day, which was pretty exciting, but also a bit bittersweet now <laughs> because we've uh, not done any more since. So obviously there's been a lot of speculation and discussion about what might happen, what could happen. But as there's no real precedent, that word that we keep hearing, uh, no one knew how it like should, could, would go, I guess. We were called for a meeting as a whole company with our lovely producer Nika to discuss options and, and more importantly to discuss our concerns as a company. Obviously there's a there was a strange element I think for Cass across the West End of feeling slightly responsible and uneasy, I know, about the idea of carrying on performing and being in the building with that many people watching and people in such close proximity sat in the audience. So we had the meeting, everyone voiced their concerns, we took a few diplomatic votes as actors always like to do but yeah it was great obviously nice open dialogue between us and the producers which i think is always important at these times so shortly after that we went back to rehearsing and then the cobra meeting concluded and i think the severity of the situation became quite clear to everyone we were in the auditorium and our head of sound vicky linked up the broadcast to our sound desk and we all Sat down in the auditorium to listen together, which is very strange and a a uh, a memory. I'm sure a lot of us will will keep. So this was followed by obviously a lot of silence, confusion, and a weird, strange but sort of comforting unity of us all going through this together. Which culminated that evening in true theatre style by everybody going straight to the bar. I think there's that weird comfort and camaraderie in in our community that that. That people kind of need, especially at a time like that. Uh, yeah, so I think the next day is where it probably gets a bit interesting for us. All, as in all actors, all performers who'd who'd had this similar situation. I think, as actors and creatives, and ultimately self-sufficient, self-employed people, we are used to being our own boss, uh, our own critics. And um, the hardest times we have are definitely the ones we give ourselves. You know, we work two or three jobs, we stick to our diets, fitness routines, we write, we self-tape, we go to class, uh, and that's even before we've decided what we're going to have for tea. Uh, Sorry, dinner. Dinner, tea, dinner. But yeah, we're used to, you know, pushing ourselves to keep going, keep focused, keep moving forward, and suddenly we are told to stop, to cancel our plans, pause routines, and sit still until we are told otherwise uh you know for the first time since we left home whenever that was we have to step back from what we're doing and fundamentally just wait now personally on my uh planet there's quite a few districts of self-loathing going on um a bit of a continent filled with some acute anxiety there and there's definitely quite a large uh colony of mild depression that can sometimes uh, rear their heads Recently they've been working together really well and uh, listening to the new boss which is uh, which is uh, the new ruler which, which is self-love um, but uh, this turn of events I thought could kind of result in a complete rebellion there you know we will work very hard on our mental health we can work hard on how we're feeling and where our thoughts are where our head is um, but we can't be prepared for everything but it didn't, uh, not drastically anyway. I think for me, working on City of Angels with that creative team and alongside a cast of actors that I've seen and loved in you know everything they've done was a real career milestone. So at a time in my career, I know when I was assessing whether or not I have what it takes to keep going and keep doing this and get to where I want to be, um, I managed to land this dream of a job. So when just as I'm kind of riding on this comfy little cloud nine, the whole job's taken away, what happens? Well, safe to say, I can still get up in the morning, I can still go to bed at night, Uh, I've got a couple of quid in my Monzo account, and my friends and loved ones haven't completely disowned me. So firstly, I've learned that even the perfect job is never the be-all and end-all. Uh, And in fact, just like all those other dream jobs that I didn't get over the last 10 years of my career, I will be okay without it if that eventually happens. The fact is, I want to do the job because it's what I love and I believe in it. Uh, And it's actually, I think, nice for us to check in with ourselves and remember, you know, why I'm here in the first place, why I'm doing this, Um, whether we realise it or not, that unknown that uncertain that unsure that's where we live you know will I get this job who knows will I work again who knows will I be able to pay my rent maybe not you know those questions that we ask ourselves every day have suddenly become a reality to almost every single person across the world you know all our loved ones all our friends we're seeing everybody have the same thoughts that we're used to uh, having day in day out. I think suddenly we realize our own resilience um and a strength that we actually had all along whether we knew it or not we are definitely forced to let go of our ego uh, and realize that we're not the only ones who's struggling uh, the only one who's confused or a bit lost if only we'd known that already we wouldn't have given ourselves such a hard time maybe for i don't know being a bit shit in our lame final um we have you know we have perspective which I think we all wanted all along and we've all we were all seeking to to have that properly and our loved ones wanted for us uh, and you know the strength and the support that our loved ones have given us over the years through ups and downs we now have to return to them and you know realize that everybody's in the same boat i think we're faced with ultimately the fragility of life and i don't know what it, what it's shown me is how much i actually have to feel grateful for so I'm making myself now practice daily gratitude so that when all this passes and the rat race starts up again and auditions start up, I'll actually be going in with much more strength than I knew I had before. Um, so here's my idea. Years ago, uh, an old mentor of mine gave me his 10 rules for every artist and revisiting them now, I think that they do add some structure for how we can, as artists, get through COVID-19 and you know come out the other side. So, number one, uh, stop speaking negatively about your own art. So I'm rubbish at this, uh, mainly because I'm definitely always focused on what's next, where I'm going. This is time now for us to be able to reflect on what we've, what we've already re- achieved. Those little wins just as much as the big ones. And maybe realise that it's because we are good at what we do. Number two uh, is be yourself rather than what's popular. Now my little sister is the most unapologetically individual person I know. She's also one of the most incredible actors I've seen on stage. Uh, I am biased but it's true for anybody who has seen her perform, she's an absolute star. Often you know when I've seen her in something I've asked her about a little bit of comic genius I liked or a unique choice that I picked up on um and you know where it came from her answer is I don't know really, just sort of did it in rehearsals and it worked, kept it. You know, that phrase, you do you, overused as it is, might be the answer. You know, it's time now to just be able to check in with yourself, your artistry, your quirks, you know, what you want to do, who you want to be, and embrace them again. Might not help you, you know, write the next flea bag, but that's because only Phoebe Waller Bridge is Phoebe Waller Bridge. But you will find those things that make you unique, and taking that back into auditions and back into your work is so much more valuable than I think I think we all realise. Side note and disclaimer for that one, uh, I'm sure that my sister does a lot of research and does all her actions and stuff and character work. I'm sure it's a very intense process to do her very good acting. Uh, rule number three is don't compete, which is quite easy at the moment, maybe because, you know, you're at home, in your room, in your pants... So you don't really need to compete with anyone. But also just to check in with where you are, you know, how how's it going? How's life? How's your career? Where do you want to go next? Um, you know, if it's a job at the national, great. If it's you want to go to Tesco to, you know, buy some cheese and uh you know, a few bottles of wine, then great. Just maybe put on some trousers first. I think you know, take advantage of the train, stopping on the tracks briefly. Have a little look out the window, have a sip of your brew, and you know, we can realise that actually the seat I'm sat in is pretty comfy. You know, if you're competitive, it's nice stopping for a minute and realising everyone's on a play the same sort of even playing field and just trying to do their best to to work, to create and and ultimately to survive. Number four and five go together. So I'm gonna pair them together quite well at the moment. They are be encouraging to others. And know your network. So, while we don't have to spend so much time at the moment focusing solely on your own trajectory or own goals, uh, I think it's good to take time to take in other people's art and other people's achievements. You know, creative people need other creative people to motivate them and inspire them. Someone else's, you know, self expression or writing or words might um, trigger your own thoughts or self expression or words. Um, and similarly your encouragement of their work and their ideas might be the strength they need to trust in their own work and 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 move forward with it um i think there's a lot of slightly nasty harvey weinstein-esque stigma around that saying it's not what you know it's who you know but i think you know we we can take that back as artists and remember that the best work comes out of of true collaboration and and making the most of brilliant people around you and and their ideas and you know what who you surround yourself with is is really valuable number 6 is watch your ego uh, so this doesn't just refer to sort of the idea of arrogance or you know getting a bit big for your boots or anything um but more i think just on having a realistic sense of yourself and your expectations of yourself, um I know I personally put a lot of pressure on myself to succeed to get things right and to be perfect and completely lose perspective of where I'm at, what's happening around me. You know we need to take that in to be able to work with where we are, you know you know when they say acting's reacting it's it's you being in the moment, so it's the same with how you're seeing your career, being in the moment, seeing where you are, and what you can do with it and also realizing that you know all our actions don't have huge consequences um you know if we come out of lockdown without a six pack without a new screenplay and decent banana bread then that's okay cuz someone else will and you know good for them by the way i tried making my own sourdough and failed miserably so that's uh, that's my failure for lockdown uh number 7 uh the rule number 7 is Never stop learning, but learn the fundamentals. Um, so I guess that's one and the same. Um, I loved my time at drama school. So shout out to Guildford School of Acting, which was brilliant. I think I loved it most because there was no sense that we'd stop learning. Uh, we didn't have to tick off modules or complete any syllabus. And even when we graduated, each each step after that is another lesson you keep learning afterwards. And I think you actually learn more on the job than you do necessarily when you're training um you know get an agent then getting a job then actually doing the job then trying to get another job um so yeah i don't think the lessons really ever stop for us but an opportunity now to just pause and go back to the fundamental things you know what is it about what we do that we enjoy um you know and and going back to enjoying the simple techniques and skills that that allow us to do what we do and you know do it well. I'm seeing people going back to tap dancing in the kitchen, um, you know, singing and playing the guitars, you know, picking up their instruments and and having a go of just not for any real result, just to to experience that again and know why they're doing this, why they are an artist. I'm a self-taught guitarist with about ten, fifteen years of very average guitar strumming behind me. Um, And I decided to start this online lesson series, um, go back to basics, pick apart my technique. And it's been brilliant, you know, checking in with where I am, which is, you know, blagging a really bad B7 chord, and where I want to be, which is playing a B7 chord better, has been really really nice, and, and nice to get back to that and do something kind of... Uh, though I know you know long term will be useful but it's it's nice not kind of putting that pressure on myself to already be and uh you know a, a higher stage and a higher level number eight get through these uh is be vulnerable so I guess we're there at the moment whether we like it or not what I take from this right now is is that feeling that even during this really you know vulnerable time we are still responsible for ourselves as we always are you know we're still capable of facing those little challenges and big challenges each day and taking control of them ourselves. Um, just by being brave enough to acknowledge that we're exposed, we might not know what we're doing, we might not know what's gonna to happen today, but we can ride it out, we can, you know, ride that wave out. You know, I have no idea if the show us in will be able to reopen or whether I'll be facing unemployment or you know, what'll be happening. But during that time I think it's really good to find like a little win each day. You know, challenge yourself a little bit, maybe, you know, go for a run or whatever, but also the little things like uh, cleaning your flat and, and, you know, sorting through your clothes, you know, giving them a Marie Kondo or whatever her name is. I think those elements, you know, the little win each day, they actually build up to the bigger wins in the long run. So, you know, you can be exposed, but still be capable, still be active and still be very valid. Number nine is don't give up. Um, that's number nine. Don't give up. So, you know, advice we've all heard time and time again from all our friends, loved ones, colleagues. Um, I hear this none more so than from uh, a pal of mine, actually, uh, Paul Bullion, um, who's taught me out of many a career rut and personal rut. He's not only a proper talent, Paul, but uh, he's what I like to think of as an example of proper endurance training. Um, I'm not just talking about his marathons, triathlons and Iron Man achievements because um, he'll talk about them enough himself if you give him a follow on uh, his own social media. But as an actor too, um, I think you know his uh, drive and his confidence in himself as an actor has seen him knocking on lots of doors and recently actually landing himself a pretty huge role in a, a Netflix series. And not only has he you know, made sure he didn't give up to you know, get that result at the end. But even after you know months of strict diet, you know fitness plan, uh, weapon training, you know combat training, uh, just as his first week was about to start of filming on set, the whole production was put on hold and postponed due to COVID nineteen. Even in this time, I see he's he's not given up throwing his toys out of the pram. He's carrying on. He's training from home, he's keeping going with what he was doing because that same goal's in sight. I think that overused phrase of, you know, don't give up can have a bit of a negative stigma. I know for me it makes me quite anxious, there's, you know, it brings up thoughts of failing. But really, I think it's just about being able to, you know, whatever we face, being able to pick ourselves up, keep moving forward, even if that destination changes because somebody else moves it, we move it. I guess it's less about not giving up on a goal and more about not giving up on ourselves. And finally, uh, number 10 is never be late. I know I'm yet to fully commit to this idea, I've got to say, um, so I'm not going to preach too much. Actually, last year I was over an hour late to my own surprise party, so uh, I'm just going to add this to my goals for post COVID, Joe. Uh, but I'm pretty confident that, you know, that next audition I have. I'll be making the most of that commute in, you know, grabbing a coffee on the way. Showing up to umbrella rooms, you know, way too early so I can bask in the glory of that waiting room chat. I never thought, you know, we'd actually miss auditions. Um, But yeah, uh, never be late is number ten. So those are my uh, my old teacher's top ten rules. So I hope I've tried to make those relevant enough. I'm going to sign off now because uh, I'm a little bored of talking to myself but I guess that's the beauty of this situation we're in. Um, lots of time to talk, talk to ourselves, our friends, families, peers and um, actually got to say thanks to you know organisations like Industry Minds it's time now that you can talk to somebody who can offer you any help or support you need you know related to what we're going through or or related to what you're experiencing yourself and you know. This is a really valuable time to take to check in with yourself and where your head's at and and what you might want to work through. Um I think with you know in our industry we can spend so much time investing in other people, you know, their opinions, their demands, their their validation of us. We you know, we look for that validation. This is gonna have to be time for us to stop and invest in ourselves and see what that brings at the end of it because it might be absolute magic. So from from my point of view, I think what I want to say is I believe that as frightening as this situation is, not is horrible, we are seeing lots of horrible things happening around us. In terms of dealing with this, you know, we are good at this. Whether we believe it or not, we are good at dealing with the uncertainty and bouncing back. We've all had the rug pulled from beneath us a few times, and we always manage to get back up. And as we're all in the same boat now, you know, maybe, maybe there might even be more support and love around us than we're normally used to. And surely that's uh, only going to make everything easier the other side. So if you've managed to stick it out and listen to me for this long, then you probably need to order Monopoly or Uno or something, because you're clearly very bored in lockdown. Um, But yeah, I'm going to sign off, so stay home, stay safe and stay away from sourdough starters
0: we'd like to extend our thanks to Joe for giving up his time to be part of this mini-series you can find Joe on Twitter at joemaxwell1 and on Instagram at joemax0 thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of our bonus series we hope that you are keeping safe and well Please reach out should you be in need of any support.